Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast. I'm Sangeeta Angelo Kumar and you're listening to my podcast Planet Sign. Now this podcast is for how to deal with haters and dealing with never being accepted and never receiving the approval and never being wanted. I'm going to share us a, a very personal story. However, I will give you a disclaimer that this is a one-sided perspective and it's only my side of the story which I'm sharing uh, mostly to talk about how I struggle with forgiveness. I'm pretty sure the other person has a different perspective and there's always another side of the story which I respect but the reason I'm sharing my side is to help people who are going through similar situations it's very important to say this because uh this is not a rant or a complaint this is mostly to show you a side of, of my struggles uh with a person or with a context or with a situation which i struggle with and obviously look at how i am attempting to overcome it so I have a journey um with friends and enemies in my life but um I feel like friends and enemies are very infantile um until you get married then the real relationships kind of pop up um I don't and to contextualize a little bit I don't come from a pure culture my mom is a tamilian and my dad is a rajasthani and I grew up in delhi and bombay so um I I never grew up with an understanding of what culture was or what you know and plus i was from a multicultural school so i never thought that big a deal about culture differences because somehow i would find a middle ground with the person so i would otherwise like there was a there was a miss woodstock in in school and it was for a person who was congenial and i was voted you know the congenial uh, person because i somehow found a way to get along with people obviously not which is why this podcast is happening so um that said when um uh, again to give you a little context when my husband and i became friends we realized that there could be maybe something more that or you know more long term between us rather than just a relationship or just a friendship um of course there was no great passion or love but there was a deep friendship that united us Sometimes I think it was our boarding school that made us ideal roommates for each other. And unfortunately that's all we are today, but that is not what this topic is about. Maybe I'll do another podcast about husbands and wives being roommates. My husband comes from a very uh, pure culture uh, where everything is very tight and very different from what I know and understand. Uh, in my experience, Uh, most pure culture kids are very racist this is just my experience i'm not making a assumption but um, most pure culture kids are very close towards kids from the outside unless they are exposed um i used to think i really used to think it was about being educated but now i realize that it's about being exposed to other cultures that makes you understand and empathize with other people um So again in context my husband's family never wanted us to get married mostly because I don't come from their culture and I'm very different even though we we both are Christians um they were never on the same page mostly because my husband never told them about me I think it always comes down to communication and I remember um 
uh, the period the phase he was in at that context was he was a post grad he was just finishing post graduation he was getting a new job and um the other like suddenly from graduating and getting his job he informed them about the venue to come and attend his wedding so i mean in all their defense it was very very pure very very poor communication on his part um like okay to give you a little context again i met george in july became friends with him uh in like i became friends with him but i really became close to him in october um but even before i knew that um i liked him for some reason my mom already knew that i liked him in october okay um by december i was we were a little confused but my parents met him um in december and i had kind of told my parents that i'm pretty serious about this person and i had told my mom that if i marry someone it's him obviously the other side of the coin was that george never spoke to anybody i think from what i remember i think he spoke to his brother um about me but that's about it um so like you know like my parents met george um like like um bef- way way before like almost 6 or 8 months before we got married um by the time we got we decided to get married it was like april okay so it is this is all happening within a year in april we decided to get married in july and i i think i th- i from what i remember i think in april was when they uh, george's parents knew who i was so they were in all defense of them poor people they were like in shock like who is this girl where is she from we don't know who she is and um, obviously george didn't tell me he didn't talk to me about these things he didn't tell them so in my head i since i had told my parents i assumed he had told his parents and so i didn't really understand um <laughs> that thing so i can understand they were in shock uh, they didn't really knew who i was and like for them it was like suddenly their younger son was getting married to me and ideally like for them they would have wanted him to get married to a person from their own culture again that's why i began talking about pure cultures right um uh i'm the opposite of a pure culture not only am i not rajasthani or tamilian but i'm also western i'm very urban so honestly i'm like a nightmare bahu for people because i i may have a lot of love and to george's parents credit they have always acknowledged my heart they have always they've never mistreated me ever in their life they've been so respectful and they've seen beyond my culture they've seen beyond who i was um it took them a little time but eventually once they were convinced <laughs> they realized i'm a darling and they adore me i don't know if this same feeling is going to be there if they if they um hear this podcast but i just i i want to make a note of this because it's very important in in before saying what i'm going to be saying um so i like i said i'm the opposite of his culture i'm very urban i'm very uh, western so it um i never realized this would be a problem or an achilles heel for me in my marriage 
but i remember uh, the first day when i was a, as a bride i i when i we went to visit his parents house my father in law actually asked me like uh, very sweetly like are you pregnant and i remember i was died of embarrassment because of course it's very insulting for a woman to think that a man will only marry her like this if she's pregnant but to their credit or their it, it was very difficult for them to really understand and um you know uh to their joy of course i was not pregnant for the record um and my parents knew because i told them way in advance like i mentioned but um i also told them what my intention was with him way in october so like july august september october so it took me 3 months to tell my parents that i liked like there was a guy i liked by december so they had at least a year to process him george's parents didn't even have 2 months or 3 months to process me so of course eventually george's parents saw that i was a nice girl but i have never been able to crack things with his siblings and uh, his siblings never came around to accept me their way of love was ignoring me and leaving me alone and never talking to me um i would say that one of george's siblings problem is their uh, inability to process relationships they would use dumb excuses like um we never you were not our choice or you know they never wanted like there was one really dumb example of one of the siblings when visiting said can i borrow a book and when i told them that um i i you can read the book in our home but you can't take it back to hyderabad and that became a big issue um which i was like after years like i think 8 years of our marriage that was the reason why uh, this sibling hated me you know like um th- these silly things were used against me and like i was even like given hate messages and emails that i was not their choice um to make matters worse of course that every time like when at least it's biblical for me if if you're praying and you're trying to work things out in your marriage and if things aren't working out you don't go to an outside person you go to your family people because um outside people can mess up your marriage and definitely if you get lawyers involved and all that so for me it was very natural for me to reach out to my family which i considered his family my family um to say that you know we're having some problem please can you keep us in prayer or please can you you know like whatever it was but it just uh, i was always made to feel like i was a drama queen because i was not shutting up and keeping quiet and sitting in one corner which is what is expected of a bahu i think um years later for a wedding uh, in george's immediate family my mother knew that george would not be able to help his own family because his salary wasn't that much so i remember my parents also used to see george's family as their family like um so i remember my 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 mom sending money on behalf of george to support like as if george had sent it to support the wedding you know so like from where i was sitting we were doing everything we could to reach out and be a family and be united um but by then i think this was a little into the rejection phase i i remember during that wedding i didn't want to go i was like i had a gut feeling that it wasn't wise to go and i really feel like if i had not gone maybe we all would have had a better equation 
but because i realized the environment was toxic you know um but it you know like of course george is very convincing so he convinced me that he'd have my back which he never did um like for example in this wedding i didn't i'm not a makeup artist so i didn't want to do makeup also makeup is really expensive and i don't like using makeup on another person like i'm not a professional also but um so when they insisted that i do makeup on this sibling i was like i'm not comfortable please no no and i kept saying no 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 and oh gosh they both convinced me convinced me and then they led me to believe um that if i helped with this that um it would eventually um be a bridge to improve the relationship it was not said specifically but it was kind of implied that um you know like uh, an unofficial assurance that if i did this then there would be peace between um me and this sibling so i did it and i even took pictures for this wedding and i did everything because my intention was okay you know what god has given me this talent and this is a need and this is my family and i will help but the story doesn't end well because at the reception even after putting myself into such a uncomfortable situation everyone was thanked except me which you know at that time i didn't mind but over the years i kept thinking about it and i said what was that you know like um but that's okay um and i i remember after the wedding i asked uh, the sibling that can you uh, write a review because i had taken pictures and that sibling just refused to write a review of me as a photographer and um even told me not to use the video as uh in my portfolio now the video was beautiful it was excellent it would have really helped me in my work but i respected it i really did i didn't want to but i did um to make matters worse i mean even worse i mean i know it's getting worse and worse but when george and i were having trouble in our marriage um one year the sibling came to my house and point blank asked me how much money i wanted to get rid of george i was in shock uh, but recently this has happened a few years ago but recently someone educated me that this may be a cultural thing where money is exchanged for ending a marriage um so maybe it's a cultural thing in his family that you throw money to dissolve a marriage i was unaware of it but for me it was very offensive that this person came to my home and offered me like sometimes on bad days i feel like telling this sibling um who i now would probably call a toxic sibling that i finally come with a number pay me 1 rupee to get take him and never come back because i'm done you know but um like even when i had my daughter the uh, the sibling got like obsessed i mean generally everyone got obsessed with my daughter but um my this uh the sibling got obsessed and never acknowledged me uh i realized this generally happens when you have a baby you are nothing compared to the child and the child is glorified and the mother is nothing um but it went to an extent that one day the sibling told me that i was no one and that their role was more important and valuable than who i was in my own child's life um i was like after these experiences i kind of started to cut myself off 
the siblings because I, I felt like it was a very toxic environment, toxic relationship and I wasn't getting the kind of support and help from George to kind of move forward from these equations. When my mom got sick last year, George's sibling did not even have the courtesy to message and ask me how she was. Um, I one of the reasons why I didn't feel comfortable going to Hyderabad to be with my mom was because of my relationship with my husband's siblings, which are so erratic and unpredictable. Uh, to address that, when like I thought, okay, if I make peace with the sibling, then I'm I'll be able to go to Hyderabad and not have this looming over my head. So I remember I addressed that and I confronted them, saying, "Let's bury the hatchet, you know. Let's become friends, and this is all I've really wanted. I just want us to be friends." But for some reason, this conversation only became worse, and I was gaslit and really made to feel like the toxicity was my fault. The next day, my mom died, um, and not only did the sibling not send condolences—I could see sibling or siblings—but um, they never messaged me again. They never spoke to me again. Um, my in-laws and their whole family are in Hyderabad, and they have a huge family, like nine sisters, kids, cousins, big, huge family. Okay, they all landed up at my uh, George and my wedding, hundred um, and uh, what seventy, eighty of them. But when my mum died, um, like only my mother-in-law and my father-in-law showed up for the funeral. No one came. No one called. No one cared. So now. Again, the context of why I'm sharing this is because how do you forgive that? How do you forgive a toxic sibling-in-law? You would say um, this is one of the many stories that I'm holding on to. Um, you know, like confused on how I am confused on how I'm supposed to forgive. Mostly because these people aren't even sorry and they don't even care. Um, in the years since Mum passed. 99% of my real friends quote unquote uh, disappeared uh, the few that were there ironically were mom's friends who felt bad for me and you know like um recently i found out that i need two surgeries um in the next few months and my first thought was who do i ask to help look after zoe when i'm in the hospital Firstly, my husband didn't make any calls. Secondly, I called and nobody came forward, and I didn't have anyone from his side to even call and say, "Please, can you pray?" Because you know, there's nothing. There's no relationship there. Um, it was my mum's friends, like like senior citizens, darlings that they all are, who said, "Okay, tell us when when to come, and we'll look after Zoe. You don't worry. You just take care of yourself." You know, this. You know, it it makes me very angry that I didn't have any friends or family um, from George's family to even ask for any help. Um, like I have lost what I would consider the only friend I had in the world. That was my mum. And reality that I'm alone right now without anyone, um, especially not my husband's family. And that breaks my heart because. Um, one of the interesting things that brought us together was my love for his family. I remember even before we decided to be together, um, one day I went to um, New Delhi Station and George kind of opened his, himself up and shared a lot about his family. And I had nothing but love and respect for every single person in that in his family. 
and now when i remember that moment to feel so rejected and so unwanted uh, from the same people that i was dying to become friends with uh, seems a bit ironic um like like my husband has been a bit of an impartial like bystander he's a like he is like i feel very like deep rooted rejection from his siblings but he has neither supported them or defended me so he's very he's kept his hands clean and doesn't really want to get into any controversy now um this sometimes makes me a bit angry because um i and i i would say all anger as i've come to learn is deeply rooted in hurt and rejection and when it comes to push and shove the hurt i feel is a by product of me needing to be loved or not getting any value or worth from his siblings um now the question is and this is the challenge uh, is how do i deal with this how do i forgive and the short answer is it's not that easy um all i wanted to be was loved and i all i got was rejected and eventually this has become a universal story uh, on a humorous note one of the way i tried to forgive was go on pinterest and um you know like search for um you know when i am troubled by my <laughs> siblings in law and what i got was a never ending feed of people complaining about toxic siblings in law so i then of course i remembered in this context i remembered that i too am someone's uh, sibling in law like i remember that my brother has a wife and i am a sister-in-law and i realized that i can always do better in giving my sister-in-law love and affection that i would have often wanted from my own husband's siblings but eventually i realized that toxic people who gaslight you and blame you for their mistake are immature and probably not worth wasting your time on of course in the indian context it's hard to be rejected by your sasural quote unquote but in my assessment um most siblings in marriages behave toxic i i mean i have a lot of friends who understand um my scenario because they too are going through toxic sibling issues um it is rare and impossible to have a good kind um sibling in law um like it's but i would say it's also impossible to have an ideal husband or an ideal wife i am far from ideal neither is my husband so why are we you know expecting perfection from a sibling in law um but forgiveness is like forgiveness i feel is key but it's not about them forgiveness is also about letting go of hurt that traps you and um, i'm going to end with this thought uh it's i may always be unloved and unwanted in my life but as my daughter says that doesn't mean i'm not worthy to be loved or un- unwanted i want to leave you with this podcast to challenge you uh, the reason i'm sharing this story with you is because maybe you're facing the same kind of situation the same kind of rejection and you don't know how to uh find it in you to forgive 
and i i want to tell you that it is not easy it is not it is not easy especially if nobody is sorry for the mistakes that they're doing against you especially when you feel like you've lost someone and you need that support you need that love but what i would like to say is um i hope it will get better and if it does i'll let you know um but if it doesn't i think dealing with your loneliness and being unwanted doesn't you're not defined by that um i may be treated like i'm unloved or unwanted but i am not unworthy and i will always be loved and i will always be wanted even if it's not from a family member but it may just be that i need to rely on god and that's i think the hope that i hold on to that god thinks i'm valuable and worthy god thinks i'm important and so even if other people don't it's i mean it's not okay but you just have to go on um i am very blessed to have a a daughter who loves and values me and makes me feel wanted i'm very very blessed with that so on that note i'll just leave you um with these thoughts i hope this helps you and encourages you uh, and challenges you like it is challenging me thanks again for listening you're listening to planet sang i'm sangeeta angelo kumar and i will catch you in the next podcast bye